Oh, good evening, Patriots. Another day, another platform that I've been deplatformed on. Good evening, everybody. This is Scott here from Oak Societies. Coming live to you from New York in the snowy two-foot drop of snow we just got. Cold, blistery New York. I hope you're all ready to do a show tonight because I almost didn't, I almost didn't have time. I was scrambling. I didn't know if I was going to be able to put a show together dealing with in-real-life stuff, and uh, but I'm here. And uh, we're going to dive into it all. As you guys can see here, I have Trump and Abe Lincoln combined together. It's looking more and more like, ladies and gentlemen, military is going to be the only way. Thank you for hosting me, Methods. I see you out there. Thank you, my friend. Where are you all from? Let me know where you're all from in the chat because today, the Woke Army, we got we to gotta get together here. We got to get together here. We're going to be doing a show. We're going to be talking about all these hacks. The nuclear infrastructure was just uh, hacked. Isn't that nice? So, we got plenty, uh, plenty of things to go over, and uh, it just seems to be more and more, more and more that the uh, there's going to have to be some things we haven't seen done since, since Abe Lincoln. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can't, I don't, I can't sit here right now and say I trust the Supreme Court because I honestly I think they're compromised as well. I'm going to show you a video of exactly why I think that is the way it is. So after the song ends here in the intro. We're going to be doing the uh, our sponsor for the day. So thank you guys for joining in here. We're going to have a good time tonight. And uh, yes, yeah, so I was deplatformed off PayPal as well. And if you guys watched Occam's Razor with Red Pill, he found out during his show. I found out a couple hours before setting this show up. So PayPal has deplatformed me and also Venmo. So they're gone. They're gone as well. So... What are we left to do? We're left with what we have, and that for right now is Cash App, but we can see the writing on the wall, ladies and gentlemen. We can see the writing on the wall. Citizen journalists, people that are actually doing something, actually exposing real things, talking about real information, we are, um, we are all being targeted. We are all being targeted. So this is why I'm saying you are the woke army out there. I want to do this full time. I want to do this with you guys. We need to keep building this together, and we're going to, we're going to, we, whatever way we have to go, whether whatever whatever way we have to evolve, we're going to do it and we're going to be just fine. So right now, if you guys want to make a donation, that goes to Cash App on Streamlabs, everywhere else. Everything is through uh, Cash App. I have no way of getting anything through PayPal now. And that's also been taken down off my store as well. So if you guys make any purchases on the store, PayPal is no longer an option. So it is what it is because at some point, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden bank accounts start getting shut down, debit cards stop working, or maybe MasterCard visa just decide eh, we don't agree with this politics we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna take away that those privileges as well so we'll see what happens we will see what happens because at this point it's full out war as far as i'm concerned and they can go after me and my friends any other way we will just keep hopping up we will just keep hopping up and uh that's that's as much as i want to talk about we're going to talk about some uh some censorship uh, a little bit later but let's just hear a from a company that does not censorship does not censor anybody on a censor-free platform and my boys from Pill.net, always coming through, and here they are. Check them out. Step in the virtual haven of Pill.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience all that Pill.net has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want, load topics, activate filters, get verified, go live, escape the onslaught of ads and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be on pill.net. 
Beautiful. So yeah, guys, the sponsor for today is uh, is a free product, Pill.net. They are they are they are like Facebook, Twitter, and live streaming all combined into one platform. You don't have to worry about censorship there. You don't do anything illegal. It's all fair game there. So go check them out. Two Americans that built that platform are streaming on there right now, and uh, you can't get much better than those guys. Love the guys over on Pill. Love the entire team. They're fantastic. So let's get into some of the crazy news of the day here before we get into our main event which is going to be more of the solar wind stuff and uh, these hacks that are being taken out on our on our government agencies and infrastructure. But before we even get to that, have you guys been noticing these videos of the vaccines now that they're out? I've seen plenty of these already. And a lot of them, they almost seem fake to me. I've seen one where the needle, where the needle goes into someone's arm and then when they pull it out, the needle just disappears. Well, in this case, in this video, there was nothing in the needle. And you're gonna see it right here. Tell how if anyone's a doctor, can anyone please explain to me what we're about to see? Check this out. Look, here we go. It's not pulled out at all. This part right here, there's nothing in here. Usually this is pulled all the way back so it can fill whatever the syringe is. There's nothing in here. And goes in his arm. He didn't even press anything in. What the hell is going on here? What's going on here? And I'm seeing so many of these videos because now, now, if you want to be accepted by the establishment, you need to be on camera showing everyone, rest of America and the world, an example, setting an example for the rest of everybody that you need to take this vaccine. I don't know what's going on here, but it's pretty bad because we're always, these stories, and listen, I'm not going to... If you want to take the vaccine, you can take the vaccine. I don't really care either way. I'm not taking it. No one in my family's taking it. We're anti-vax. That's the way I live my life. If you don't, I don't judge you. It's fine. You're all adults. You can do it. But when I see when I see reports like this from just the news, Alaskan healthcare worker suffers anaphylactic reaction after getting Pfizer vaccine shot. It's really hard to sit here and be like, a vaccine usually takes about five years to make. Trump did this and within months and now it's out. It's not that I don't trust Trump. It's I don't trust these pharmaceutical companies. They were given this task and they knew whoever got first was going to be able to cash in and whoever comes in behind them, they'll still be able to cash in, but not as much as the first guys. So do you really trust Big Pharma and what they did here? I don't know. I don't really know, but a healthcare worker in Alaska is reportedly doing well and in stable condition after suffering a serious allergic reaction after minutes after receiving the new Pfizer Incorporated Coronavirus vaccine, the worker who has been identified as a middle-aged woman suffered anaphylactic shock and required hospitalization. She remains under monitoring by medical professionals. She will, she will not be receiving the second dose of the two-jab vaccine. So, it's just crazy because I've seen plenty of these stories here and now Big Tech is going to be censoring this as well. So, everybody out on uh, Twitchland, don't be surprised. And by the way, Clout Hub should be back within a week to two weeks and uh, I'll be streaming on there again. So there's going to be more options for streaming as the days and weeks go by. But it's just really scary seeing this. And remember, that was a Pfizer vaccine. Look at this report on CNBC about Pfizer CEO. Pfizer CEO hasn't gotten his COVID vaccine yet, saying he doesn't want to cut in line. Oh, okay. That, got it. Got it. You would think the CEO of Pfizer would be taking this vaccine first up. The dude can get a vaccine. He's not cutting anyone in line. He's one person. Let's be realistic. 
And that's why Mark Dice says here, nothing instills confidence in a product like the manufacturer not using it themselves. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is where we're at. And I've been telling people, I've been t- I was saying for a while, is the vaccine going to be enough for these people? Are they still going to mandate masks? Are they still going to push social distancing? Will it be enough? And no, it won't be. As demonstrated here on MSNBC, this is uh, Vin Gupta, a doctor. Doctor, quote unquote, science. Listen to what he had to say about the vaccine. This week? Are you getting your uh, vaccination this week? Uh, tomorrow morning, and I'm, and I'm grateful for it. Um, Chuck, I just wanted to say, uh, just a follow-up on what Yasmin mentioned. Uh, just for your viewers out there, um, I, I know one of uh, the individuals who we just saw getting vaccinated is planning on traveling after the second dose. I, I, th- this is a source of confusion, but no, uh, this is one of the misperceptions here. Just because you get vaccinated with that second dose does not mean you should be participating in things like traveling in the middle of an out-of-control pandemic or that you're liberated from masks. Mm-hmm. Everything still applies until all of us get the two-dose regimen. Oh, we don't think that's going to happen until June, July. But And again, this goes oh. back to what we just talked about, Chuck. We don't know if just getting the vaccination prevents serious illness or does it also prevent you from getting infection oh, okay. um, entirely, meaning you can still get infected with the virus potentially and pass it on to others. So really, really critical. Don't let your guard down just because you got vaccinated. You still might be able to get right. infected with the virus and pass on others. So please keep that in mind. <laughs> See, told you guys, it will never be enough for these people. There is so much at stake with this presidency, guys. It's it, it, it's scary. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a little freaked out. I'm a little freaked out. Things got to start coming through soon. They got to start happening soon. And plenty of things are happening as we're going to get into it. Because what we're heading into, guys, it's 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 bad. It's bad. And I can't. I don't want to think of the alternative. It's absolutely insane. But when you see stories like that and you see stories like the one I'm about to show you, it really makes you think and question everything about what we know. This is from LifeSiteNews.com. A founder of a vaccine safety website, Ex Pharma Insider, was found dead. This came out two days ago. She said, if something were to happen to me, Brandy Vaughn wrote in the late 2019, it's a foul play. It's foul play and you know exactly who and why. In December 15, 2020, Brandy Vaughn, a former sales executive for the pharmaceutical company um, Merrick and the founder of LearnTheRisk.org, a website dedicated to educating people on the risk of associated with vaccines, was apparently found dead by her nine-year-old son. Terrible. According to Children's Health Defense, Vaughn's report have died of gallbladder complications, although the source of the report has not been cited, nor has it been shared, and I'm sure the autopsy will never be revealed. Soon after learning of her death, a friend of Vaughn's, Aaron Elizabeth, shared screenshots of a Facebook post that she wrote in December of 2019, in which she assured readers that she was not suicidal and did not take any drugs that would cause her to die suddenly. Very interesting. And this is just some of the screenshot here. The post I wish I didn't have to write, but she got, but she did. But given certain tragedies over the last couple of years, I feel it's absolutely necessary to post three uh, to post these ten facts. Please screenshot this for the record. And she gives pretty much an explanation of why she wouldn't kill herself. She loves her son. She would never leave her son. And everything that she's been talking about as far as anti-vax, she's given her work and mission to in her life. And 
this is a video of her here, which we're not going to play, but it goes into a lot of detail about all the things of her defending herself against any kind of foul play or, you know, she was depressed, maybe she killed herself. Really sick stuff that makes you question everything. It really makes you question everything. And we're going to briefly mention later in the show about um, the, the, the boy that, not boy, but the man, the 20-year-old uh, guy that died that was Brian Kemp's girlfriend's, Brian Kemp's daughter's boyfriend, Mr. Deal, that died in a car accident that looked like it exploded. We're going to look into that too because some sketchy things have come out about that. So staying on the coronavirus just for a moment here, Governor Cuomo is saying that we should all be happy that he doesn't shut us down all the way and we should be grateful for everything that he has done and for everything going on here. This is his response. Because remember, indoor dining was closed starting this past Monday and this and this uh, data thing came up of the percentage of cases coming from restaurants. And they did this huge breakdown and the majority of it was house parties and people gathering, gather, uh, gathering together in their homes. You know what was on the bottom of that list? It was restaurants. And they accounted for 1.43% of possible cases for the entire city. The entire city. So this was brought up to him. Responding to criticism Monday for banning indoor dining in the city when his own contact tracing data showed just 1.43% of state cases are linked to bars and restaurants, Cuomo blustered. Let's focus on what the real issues are. Dismissing. People who are concerned about losing their livelihoods, you should be happy because if we don't change the trajectory, we're going to shut down everything. And then your business is going to close. That, my friends, is a real problem. Worry about that because that is a real worry, he ranted. Never talking about the real issue. We should be grateful to the almighty king, Governor Cuomo. People are killing themselves. People's businesses are destroyed. Fuck you, Cuomo. Unbelievable. It's absolutely sick. It's sick. I, these governors are sick. Governor Whitmer at a, uh, at a Zoom meeting here with children saying that Santa Claus is immune to COVID. And on top of that, Santa Claus is really good at obeying the lockdown rules. So you should follow suit. Listen to some, let's listen to some of this. Thank you for joining us. I'm Governor Gretchen Whitmer, and I'm really excited to be here with all of you. And I also know someone who's been really following the rules and making sure that he stays safe and the elves stay safe. And so my special guest is Santa Claus. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Does anyone have a question for Santa Claus? Santa, do you have to wear a mask? When I'm in my workshop with all my elves, we all are masked up in social distancing. I can't anymore. How how sick? How sick is that, man? We're going to be using children now. We're going to be using children to gaslight everybody and to continue this fraud. And speaking of fraud, before we get into the intro here, Twitter, we're switching back. You can now choose to retweet or quote quote tweet the way you did before. And this all changed right before the election. All this changed right before the election and Facebook did it as well. And they confirmed today. Facebook confirms that in the past few days rolled, uh, it has in the past few days rolled back a change that lifted news from authoritative sources 
over hyperpartisan misinformation after November's election, signaling a return to normalcy for the social network. So Facebook reverses the post-election algorithm changes that boosted news from authoritative sources. Also, this was the same algorithm that was used to completely hide the Hunter Biden story. But now, now that we think Joe Biden is for sure going to be president, we're putting everything back. Isn't that nice? Our tech systems that we use to communicate that are millions of us are on have just completely turned turncoat. This isn't news. This isn't news. This is just stating the obvious. And it's really hard to stomach this stuff because when you see tweets from the Iranian leader, and he's been mentioned on the show many times, he tweeted this out just recently. The Iranian leader, those who ordered the murder of General Salamini as well as those who carried out carried out this carry this out should be punished this revenge will certainly happen at the right time no problem twitter has no problem literally threats of violence more such threats this time from iran state-controlled english language the entire chain of command will be targeted any thoughts jack anything from there and he says again is it now okay to be making such threats on your platform or does iran's dictator enjoy certain privileges terrorists guys Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, communists, China, anti-American, and they're installed in this country. It's disgusting. It really is disgusting. So let's get let's get into the uh, into the main show tonight. We're gonna play a funny video here, and uh, it's gonna be good. Not gonna promise you guys really too much good news uh, today, but it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be eye opening. And for anybody that really wants to pay attention to what's going on here, things are getting pretty serious and. As far as a cyber Pearl Harbor, it was not just done on our election machines. It looks like it's been done on our government agencies, nuclear infrastructure, power structure, um, so much. But there is some there is some good news here, as I'm going to show you. Trump knew this was coming, and he made another executive order in preparation for this. So the news changes by the hour. Emotions change by the day. It's going to be insane. We're on a roller coaster ride. I don't know where I'm at, guys. I love you all, though, and I'm just glad I'm here right now. So I'm going to enjoy the time I have with my woke army, and it's going to be fun. So in honor of big tech censorship, William of Occam here on Twitter made this amazing, amazing meme video. We're going to watch this and enjoy it together, and I'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Here we go. Donald, it's Jack. His fact-checkers are censoring your tweets. How can we fight Twitter? Nothing can stop him. Order the keyboard warriors back, Mike. Move back and let him go free? Michael, trust in the plan. Look at him. He's going to get you all suspended. Look! Look! The leader of the free world thinks he can stop me from censoring his tweets? If Twitter is not fair to all... Just shut it down as far as I'm concerned. He's not my president. Hillary was supposed to win. Listen to POTUS. He will lead us to freedom. The Communications Decency Act says we can censor anything we want. Fear not. Stand still and watch their heads explode. Tweets. It's the wrath of Trump. 
Jack. Remind them. They're not a publisher. You can't defeat our tech overlords. This will be a big league day for social media fairness. No, we'll ban you all. This executive order, I set my people free. Trump 2020, baby. Tuning in to the land of the real But it's like the twilight zone The plan is surreal It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed Bring it all to light All the plans they can see down the rabbit hole It's dark and hell is hot Dealing with satanic souls The tide is turning Patriots are now in control Apply aggressive pressure right now Until they fold Stay woke Open up guys and keep the light All they do is lie Realize how everything is real Through projects looking glass The future is revealed Future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Won't society's fan, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. guys what's going on everybody ready to do this i'm ready to do this how's everyone doing tonight all right yeah i hit some buttons there so you heard some uh, interference but it's okay we're at 2.4 thousand viewers on d live 270 on twitch and hop over to pilled here let me see where we're at hopefully it'll show 166 on pilled fantastic so we got a lot to cover i hope you guys are ready enjoyed that video again that was made I just want to give him credit again. That was made by William of Ockham. Great, great video. Awesome video there. So let's get into the news, the main event of, of the evening here. And what I'm about to show you was news that I literally was pulling up right before. The, I had so much other stuff here, but this was breaking news. Defcom warning system here on Twitter. Put this out. Says hackers access United States National Nuclear Security Administration. And I saw this. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is insane. This is absolutely insane. And then I see this tweet here from the Bias News, who's been pretty credible from what I've seen. Just in, U.S. Energy Department and National Security Administration has have evidence that hackers accessed their networks. The hackers have been able to do more damage at FERC than at any other agencies, the official said, but did not elaborate. Now, I saw this and was like, you've got to be kidding me. Now, it's not just our Department of Homeland Security, the Pentagon, the post office. It's not just these. Now, we are talking about critical infrastructure. Our nukes, our nuclear stockpile was, was accessed. And Politico here, who I don't really like, they're the ones that have this scoop here, and I'm just going to show what we have here from the story because it's pretty serious here. So Nuclear Weapons Agency was breached amid massive cyber onslaught. The Energy Department and National Nuclear Security Administration, which maintains the U.S. nuclear weapons stockpile, 
have evidence that hackers assess their networks as part of an extensive espionage operation that has affected at least half a dozen federal agencies, which we know were involved with SolarWinds. They found suspicious activity in networks belonging to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, Sandia and Los Alamos National Laboratories in New Mexico and Washington, the Office of Secure Transportation, and the Richland Field Office of the DOE. The hackers have been able to do more damage at the FERC than any other agency. Federal investigators have been combing through networks in recent days to determine what hackers have been able to access and or steal. And officials at DOE still don't know whether the attackers were able to access anything the people said. I'm sure they did. Noting that the investigation is ongoing and that they may not know the full extent of the damage for weeks. The attack on DOE is the clearest sign yet that the hackers were able to access the networks belonging to a core part of the U.S. national security enterprise. The hackers are believed to have gained access to the federal agencies, networks by compromising the software company SolarWinds, which sells IT management products to hundreds of government and private sector clients. DOE officials were planning on Thursday to notify the House and Senate Energy Committees, House and Senate Energy and Water Development Subcommittees, and other ones as well of the breach. The FBI Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency, oh my gosh, could they figure out some some shorter names? An Office of the Director of National Intelligence acknowledged the ongoing cybersecurity campaign on Wednesday. Now, a lot of people, we're going to get into this as well, because the uh, the report that we're waiting for, the uh, the one that's supposed to be coming on Friday, has been delayed and pushed back. And I'm sure we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but I'm sure this has a lot to do with that. Because this wasn't, maybe this was an inside job, who knows, but I can probably almost promise you guys this was done either by, they're saying Russia now, but I'm sure Russia, Iran, and China were all involved with this. So the NNSA is responsible for managing the nation's nuclear weapons. And while it gets the least attention, it takes up the vast majority of the DOE's budget, which obviously makes sense. They're nukes. Similarly, the Sandia and Los Alamos National Labs conduct atomic research related to both civil nuclear power and nuclear weapons. The Office of Secure Transportation is tasked with moving enriched uranium and other materials critical for maintaining the nuclear stockpile. So the movements... The Office of Secure Transportation is responsible for the movement of uranium for our, our nuclear weapons and other things. That that was hacked, and that had that was uh, that was given access to by to the hackers. They gained access to this. Hackers may have been casting too wide a net when they targeted DOE's Richard Richland Field Office, whose primary responsibility is overseeing the cleanup of the Hanford Nuclear Waste Site in Washington State. And the attack on the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission may have been an effort to disrupt the nation's bulk electric grid. FERC doesn't directly manage any power flows, but it does it does store sensitive data on the grid that could be used to identify the most disruptive locations for future attacks. Now, I want you guys to keep this in mind. This was maybe a way to disrupt the nation's bulk electric grid. This is very important. Extremely important. Now, I don't know. I don't know. No one really knows why are the extent of these attacks. Literally, we are finding the public is finding out about this now, which means whoever is in charge of all these agencies probably just found out maybe a couple weeks before, a week beforehand. Who the who the hell knows at this point? I don't know. Why was this done? Was this to cause a distraction? Was this a false flag event? I don't think so because to gain access to these systems, you have to have an insane amount of resources insane and it's most likely backed by it's the state government 
I don't know anything about hacking. I don't know anything about that. But just to put to have some common sense and logic, you would have to think to do something like this, you'd have to have some immense resources. Now, let's look here at this tweet here from John Basham, which I just mentioned before. Department of Energy has issued a prohibition order to mitigate security risks to the nation's electric grid. This order prohibits buying or using products made in China and systems that supply power to critical national defense sites. Now, when I saw that, this immediately triggered to me, is this going to be added in the executive order of any kind of interference whatsoever with our infrastructure? Would this have anything to do with the, with, um, any, with the election? All this stuff. So now they've put a halt on any kind of Chinese um, system that may have been bought that helps helps uh, give us give our grids power and all that other stuff, which I can't imagine why the hell we would be doing that anyways. But again, our country is run by mostly clowns at this point, which we're figuring out very well. Clowns that want to destroy us from the inside out. But when I heard about our national our, our security grids and our power grids, it triggered a memory in my mind, and I was like, "Holy crap! Hold on, I'm pretty sure there was a, there was an executive order that." was talked about on this channel and also on Twitter for the most part, Trump made an executive order on securing United States bulk power systems back on May 1st, just this year, this summer, talking about exactly something happening like this. And this is why I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, there is some good news coming out of this. And again, the foresight of our president making these executive orders, the one we're hoping to come to fruition, the one that was supposed to be done by tomorrow, which has now been delayed. This was made on May 1st in response to exactly what we're seeing happening now. Our power grid and electrical grids that have been compromised by foreign adversaries, Trump had made a executive order in an event if this were to happen. And here it is right here from May 1st, 2020. I'm going to read some of this because it's a, it's a huge document. Donald Trump, President of the United States, find that foreign adversaries are increasingly creating and exploiting vulnerabilities in the United States bulk power system, which provides the electricity that supports our national defense, vital emergency services, critical infrastructure, economy, and way of life. The bulk power system is a target of those seeking to commit malicious acts against the U.S. and its people, including malicious cyber activities because a successful attack on our bulk power system would present significant risk to our economy, human health, and safety would render the United States less capable of acting in defense of itself and its allies. I further find that unrestricted acquisition or use in the United States bulk power system, electric equipment designed, developed, manufactured, or supplied by persons owned by, controlled by, or subject to the jurisdiction or direction of foreign adversaries augments the ability of foreign adversaries to create and exploit vulnerabilities in bulk power system electric equipment with potential catastrophic effects. And there he's going to talk about the steps that he is going to ensure if this does happen, how do we move forward? And he says, to address this threat, additional steps are required to protect the security, integrity, and reliability of bulk power system electric equipment used in the U.S. And he goes into the entire thing here. It says, the transaction poses an undue risk of sabotage to or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, or maintenance of the bulk power system in the United States poses undue risk of ta- catastrophic effects, otherwise poses an unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or the security and safety of the United States persons. Now, the real word I want to hone in here is, again, national security risk. 
What have we been saying about Joe Biden ever since we we knew that he would be a possible threat to becoming president and he'd be the one that would ultimately end up tangoing with uh, Trump for the presidency? He's involved deeply with China. What does that mean? He is a huge national security risk. And this is where I feel like the theme is starting to go. A lot of things, a lot of actions that are going to be taken, that are going to be taken, are going to be under the guise of national security. And this is the thing right now. Because I know people are getting impatient. And I don't, I hate using the word optics right now, but that could very well mean possibly what we're seeing happen right now. Is Trump literally giving these people every single chance to stop what they're doing? Or is he letting them com- commit these acts so in a way it can actually help him do the things that he needs to do to take power back and to ultimately drop these executive orders on the bad guys and we get the results that we're all looking for? Is this what's happening? Is Trump allowing this to ha- I'm sure he's not allowing this to happen, but I would love to know what you guys think as far as that possibility. What do you think is happening right now? Because at this point, it's very hard to figure out exactly everything that's happening right now. Because it's just every every single day, it seems like there's a new a new hack. Something was was infiltrated um, by a foreign government. Like it's funny, our nuclear systems can be taken over, our infrastructure can be taken over, but you know what can't be taken over or tamper with? Our voting machines. That there's no way that is misinformation that can't happen, especially by foreign countries, even though they railed for years that Trump was colluding with Russia. But we cannot talk about it now. That's impossible. Fake news, conspiracy theorists. You got to love it. You got to love it. And that's what we're dealing with right now. So as far as the news, as far as our um, electrical grids and our nuclear systems, that's a fresh story. I, I was not able to get anything else besides that for time's sake before the show, but that's everything current as far as that new story. And I'm sure more information is already out about it. And we're going to be hearing more about it in the coming days and weeks. So I want to just look here at the solar winds hack, because I really believe, I really believe all these are connected. The fact that we're all finding out about all this stuff now is insane. And Catherine Harridge here from solar wind says in a new joint statement from size gov and ODN gov at FBI acknowledges Severity of hack and underscore scope across GOV agencies and private sector. FBI gathering intel to attribute, pursue, and disrupt the responsible threat actors. Note, Russian intelligence is suspected. And it's just really, maybe it was Russia. Every time I hear Russia, it's like, it just, I can't help but think, is this some fake angle that they're trying to do? Because I never see China in a headline. It's always Russia and Russia could very well be part of this. And they they probably are, but I don't think it's just them. Why can't we focus on all of them? Why do we have to have fake narratives installed in these stories? I don't know, but even the New York post said this as well. Ex Homeland security advisor, massive Russian hack, hard to overstate. And he was a ex Trump um, Homeland security advisor, which can mean anything. He could be a never Trumper. We don't know. But a former Homeland Security Advisor for the Trump administration is sounding the alarm on the months-long Russian hack of government agencies and corporations, saying the vastness of the intrusion is hard to overstate. The Russians have had access to a considerable number of important and sensitive networks for six to nine months, Thomas Bosa wrote in an op-ed that ran Wednesday in the New York Times. The Russian hacker group, he wrote, surely have used its access to further exploit and gain administrative control over the networks it considered priority targets. For those targets, the hackers will have a long way, a long ago moved 
past their entry point, cover their tracks, and gain what experts call persistent access, meaning the ability to infiltrate and control networks in a way that is hard to detect or remove. The magnitude of this ongoing attack is hard to overstate, and that's the thing. Remember Chris Krebs went up yesterday in his hearing and said this is the most secure election ever that we could ever have had, and literally he was the guy that was overseeing cyber warfare, a lot of cyber stuff involved with our elections and other things as well. He worked for the Department of Homeland Security. He was privy to a lot of this information. While he was overseeing all this, where this hack or malware was installed originally was in the spring, early summer. And it lay dormant there for a long time. And then it was activated. The hack was activated when it was for the opportune time. And while it was sitting there, it became undetected. The people had no idea it was there. It was a Trojan horse just waiting to go off. And meanwhile, these people had access to all this information for months. This is extremely serious. Extremely serious. And this is, this is, we could easily, easily go to war over this. I'm sure the experts, the, you know, Ratcliffe, I'm sure that they obviously have so much more information than we do. I don't know what they're looking at, but this could be this could be clearly we could go to war over this stuff easily. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. But we're we were seeing the steps here taken by our our defense department as well because they were they were exposed as well here. This is from just the news. The Pentagon imposed emergency shutdown of computer network handling of classified material. And they did this because they were worried. This came out yesterday. The Pentagon on Tuesday ordered the emergency shutdown of a classified internal communications network. Three Defense Department sources confirmed. The unprecedented daytime shutdown comes amid recent revelations that other federal agencies, including the Department of Homeland Security, were breached by hackers. Remember, Chris Krebs was uh, part of the Department of Homeland Security. That was all happening under him, but guess what? He says everything's good. The, uh, the Defense Department alerted employees at the CIPRNET system was being shut down the late morning for emergency software updates. The sources told just the news that Pentagon did not immediately return a request for a comment, including one on whether the shutdown was related in the hacking reported Sunday, allegedly by Russian agents. The other reason why I say this is pretty scary, ladies and gentlemen, is because we have what I think, you know, we always think we have the best of the best here in the United States, our government agencies, how does something like this allow is allowed to happen? How do all of our agencies get attacked from within and all of our infrastructure attacked, our, our voting system attacked? Would it surprise any of you if we find out later on that the FBI, the CIA, somebody in, or all of these agencies, somebody, there's rats, rats, rats in these, in these, in these uh, government agencies that allowed this to happen. I'm just saying. Would anybody be surprised by that anymore? I wouldn't be either. How is this allowed to happen in our country? I don't know. But I feel like I feel like it's still getting downplayed by how serious this is. And I don't know if the mainstream media right now is just latching onto this for a cover for Joe Biden right now because we've seen more and more as the days go on. They're actually talking about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden now. Not in the way that we would, but they're at least mentioning it in some headlines because just two months ago, all that was Russian disinformation and now they're all reporting it on it now. I don't know what changed besides the election, 
before and after. That is the only thing that changed. But how the hell does this happen? Is this just one big distraction to these hackers? Do they really know what they were getting into when they found out when they got in? Or they just overwhelmed and they crumbled. And this is just one big scare event to let America know, hey, you are not, you're not invulnerable to these attacks. We can gain access to your most um, classified systems, your, your infrastructure, nuclear stuff. I don't know. But what I do know is when these hearings were going on with Chris Krebs and you know when the Dominion CEO was talking, I do know saying that he said these, these systems are not connected to the internet. And they have nothing to do with solar winds. Just yesterday, when you go on Dominion Voting's website, when you open up their code, solar winds is still, I don't know about now, they might have taken it out now that this got exposed. Solar winds was still inside of their HTML source code. This was just the same screenshot where I showed everybody on Tuesday, the one that Code Monkey had on the Dominion website. It had solar winds on it. And then the next day, the same day that the CEO of Dominion went and testified and said, we have nothing to do with SolarWinds. That same day, we also got a screenshot of SolarWinds not being on the Dominion website anymore and having those two screenshots next to each other, just one day apart from each other. SolarWinds deleted, nothing. It's amazing. And it's a testament, ladies and gentlemen, being doing what I do and everything out there with all you guys, we're all part of this huge citizen's um, intelligence agency, if we can call it that. We are so fast and just, I, there's never been anything like this in, since I've been alive um, that I've witnessed as far as information and what we are able to do with the limited resources that we don't we don't get to use the government stuff. We are just, on, we use our computers, our phones, whatever it is, and we are able to expose this information. And it's just, it drives me nuts because when you're, when I watch these hearings as much as I do and all this stuff, I would just go to Twitter, bring all the screenshots of all these tweets, bring them to the hearing. It, it took two seconds to get those screenshots. If I was in these hearings and if I was really serious about exposing these people, I would bring screenshots like that to the Dominion CEO. Put it in his face. Make him explain it. Nick, how do you explain the SolarWinds logo on the bottom of your website and then today it's deleted? Can you explain that, please? And let him soil himself. And that's just one question, and you just pile on after that. Why can't that be done? Why, is it, why does it feel like it's our jobs? Why is it our jobs to be doing the jobs of our government, our elected officials, our judges? Why is it falling on us? Our system is broken. That's why. It's absolutely broken. And it's infuriating. It's absolutely infuriating. And it makes me sick. So just to talk about solar winds, just for a brief more, a brief more here. This is from the register. Solar winds, hey, only as many as 18,000 customers, they installed backdoor software linked to the US government hacks. So remember, solar winds has thousands of clients all across the board, military, sports venues, government, everything. Everything. And in terms of news flow, it started in the middle of the last week with FireEye, which I didn't really talk about too much on this channel. We're going to talk about it tonight. The specialist IT security firm brought in by multinationals when they suffer high-profile attacks. So FireEye is actually who you would call if your system was hacked. 
you would call them to help you deal with the fallout of that and, and find out what happened and then secure that vulnerability. This same FireEye team, which was recommended by multinationals, which means many countries, don't like that at all. They themselves admitted they were part of the hack themselves as far as being the victims of the hack. So the people that we would call on for help were actually hacked too in, the, in all this. Not only that, but Ms. Kreens here, strongly suspected to be Kremlin-backed Russian hackers, had penetrated FireEye servers and made off with its crown jewels, the tools it uses to test other companies' defenses. Armed with those penetration tools, hackers could potentially identify which of their methods will pass FireEye's gazes undetected. So you have this company here that multi, multinational, a lot, of, uh, a lot of nations recommend them. They were hacked and now the bad guys know exactly their criteria of FireEye systems that if they could, they can learn what FireEye uses and then they can camouflage themselves to their detection. This is bad. This is really, really bad. And the reason why I don't like FireEye at all, because I do remember them from this past summer. Lots of, lots of uh, remembering and connections here. My brain usually doesn't last more than two days as far as memory. But I want you guys to look at this here from Disclose.tv. Cybersecurity agent FireEye worked with Microsoft and the domain register GoDaddy to take over one of the domains that state-sponsored attackers had used to send malicious code to compromised SolarWinds networks. There was more backdoors detected. And not only that. Let's go down memory lane here, ladies and gentlemen. Red Pill Dealer here on Twitter. This is, this is amazing. Remember that one time when FireEye chose HRC as their keynote speaker for the Cyber Defense Summit? And they did. I actually remember covering this on my channel. This was in June. This was June 1st. <laughs> June 1st. This is when we were talking about Hillary's emails like crazy when those got compromised and all the other stuff with her as far as cybersecurity, which we know is just a joke. FireEye wanted to bring her in as their keynote speaker about cybersecurity when she has been involved with so many um, so many cyber attacks and vulnerabilities and stuff that's been taken, and it made no sense. So when you have a FireEye executive wanting to bring in Hillary Clinton as your keynote speaker, what does that say about your company? Think about it. It's not hard. Why would you bring in Hillary Clinton as your keynote speaker on cybersecurity? <laughs> Why would you do that? And she ended up actually canceling this event. And probably, I forgot what the reason was. It was really lame. But she knew it looked really bad. We all knew it was going to look bad. And that's probably why she did it. So you have a company here that was recommended to, to square up any vulnerabilities. But yet, a high-ranking um, corporate guy, whoever, wanted, this, wanted Hillary Clinton to be the keynote speaker so many shady things here going on and it it's it has to be talked about and one last thing here to get you guys to blow your minds even more this here from the shirtless pundit this is how serious this hack is this will this is crazy the missing link solar winds orion software that was a software that they put out the notice to all their clients saying you need to get rid of it and update it because it's been compromised for many months this same software interfaces with Sentinel. Sentinel is the system that the FBI uses for a lot of for identifying a lot of people, credentials. And remember, 
You guys remember who Sentinel was created by? It was created by Ghislaine Maxwell's sister and her company, company Chilade. You cannot make this stuff up. This is her right there. This is Ghislaine Maxwell's sister. And there's Robert Maxwell. Her company is Chilade. She made Sentinel. And SolarWinds Orion software was made to interface with Sentinel. And this go this this goes into all the background is that I just don't have time to cover it all tonight. You know what? I'm gonna drop this tweet here for everybody because it was a it was a great gem. Finding that from Shirtless Pundit. Here you guys go in D Live. I'm gonna drop this real quick here for you. There you go. And my Twitch audience. There you go. And my pilled audience, because I don't want to forget you guys either. I got you guys. This goes into all the background. Shut up, Scott. Go down here. And here you go, guys. There you go. I want you guys to have that. Because that is that is insane. And when you start putting these pieces together, a lot of this starts to make sense. We are true. Our systems are truly compromised. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> Thanks, Thinking Patriot. Thank you. I do need to shut up. So, uh, it's insane. It's absolutely crazy. So, we're going to have to see where this hacking stuff goes. I'm sure we're going to get more information as the days go on. But what I want to show you guys now is some is some more good news. I, I promise it's not going to be all, all doom and gloom, as I don't like to be on this show. This is from Catherine Heritage here. This is before we found out all about these hacking uh, these hacking stories. CBS News senior correspondent Catherine Heritage has reported that DNI, that John Ratcliffe total C, told CBS News that there was, in fact, foreign inter- election interference by China, Iran, and Russia in November of this year. Listen to her talk about it real quick. What did Ratcliffe say about election fraud and interference? Well, DNI Ratcliffe leads the 17 intelligence agencies, and he has access to the most highly classified information that is held by the U.S. government. And he told CBS News that there was foreign election interference by China, Iran, and Russia in November of this year. And he is anticipating a public report on those findings in January. What did Radcliffe say? Played too fast for me. Yes. So there you go. So we got that news yesterday. Like, yes. Yes, we at least we know that is happening, that he's actually um, confirming that we have the election interference. It's definitely true. So that's telling us we're going to get this report, right? We're going to get the report. But then we get this news and it just, it's just, everything is a roller coaster, emotional roller coaster, I swear. We get this. ODNI says report on foreign threats during 2020 election have been delayed. You're like, oh my God, Why? Why is everything that we want, something, something is delayed or can't, it's just, it never ends. So the Office of Director of National Intelligence announced late Wednesday that Director John Ratcliffe has been notified that the Intelligence Committee will not be meeting the December 18th deadline set by an executive order to report on foreign threats during the November election as agencies have not finished coordinating on the product. Now, I thought this was really bad news. I thought it was really bad news. And for the Twitch chat, um, I'll give you my email real quick so you guys have it. No one has found any evidence whatsoever Sorry guys, hold on. of any of your wrong. There we go. So there you have it. Um, I thought this was really bad news. And I'm like, 
is Ratcliffe gonna is he gonna is he gonna change now? Is he part of this problem? And and that's that's not where I'm going with it at all. I don't believe that whatsoever. So I was trying to figure out, well, what the hell is this? Why why the delay? Can we get more information on it? And we got this from the office of the DNI on Twitter. It says this afternoon, the DNI was notified by career intelligence officials that the intelligence community will not meet to submit the IC's classified assessment on foreign threats to the 2020 U.S. elections. The IC has received relevant reporting since the election and a number of agencies have not finished coordinating on the product. The DNI is committed to providing this report to our customers expeditiously. And supposedly, we are going to be getting this um, in January now. That is the most recent update as far as when we're going to get it. So I thought this was bad because I started seeing on Twitter that certain people were saying that, you know, the... The uh, the interference that you're saying here with China really isn't that bad. You're over you're overstating it. This we, we don't really need to push this as far as you want to go, Ratcliffe. You know the snakes in the swamp all the time. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. But Code Monkey put up this tweet here, and I agree with him, and I believe this is where it's going. Ratcliffe is making his report stronger. It's good news. As the DNI, he should know everything, but let's make sure he knows what we know, just to be sure. And Ron here called for everyone to drop as much evidence and tagging him so he can have it to do his part. But Ron also goes on, continues talking about the SolarWinds hack, which has everything to do with this executive order, which I believe is why everything that we're seeing happening, playing out right now with this hack of our nuclear infrastructure, everything we just found out about, I believe, obviously, the DNI knew way before we did, and I'm sure it's new information. So this has got to be part of it. The SolarWinds hack is a huge deal. FBI, SISA, ODNI formed a new cyber unified coordination group to unify the government and address the hack. And entire intelligence, uh, intelligence community is working on this. Is this why EO13848 is delayed the smoking gun? The SolarWinds hack is proven to be done by a nation state. If proven to be done by a nation state, will likely be considered an act of war. I can't imagine this is just a group of angry, angry dudes or whoever in a basement somewhere. It could be, but we're going to find out. It behooves the intelligence community to spend a bit more time investigating before essentially forcing POTUS to declare war on whichever nation state may be responsible. Is the SolarWinds hack a digital Pearl Harbor? And I believe it's going to come out that it definitely is. That's really where I believe it's going to be going. And the reason why I think where we're going here is it's going to be, we're going to be in a dark place. And Q said this, we're going to have to walk through the darkness um, to get to the light. And I thought that was a month ago and we dealt with all the fallout and the fake news of going through the emotional, emotional roller coaster of dealing with the gaslighting and the, uh, everything going on, Joe Biden, him being president, going through all that. It's been really hard. And I got to tell you guys, I've been feeling pretty burned out in the last week to two weeks. I really have been, but we're going to continue on. We're going to continue on because we have no other choice. And where I want to bring the show now is is right here to the uh, Supreme Court, and uh, it's gonna it, this is this is gonna blow your mind, maybe not blow your mind, but when we actually when you hear this video, I'm gonna show in just a moment. Maybe it's not. Linwood was going on a tweet storm here. It says corruption and deceit have reached most powerful office in our country, the Chief Justice of U.S. Supreme Court. This is a sad day for our country, but a day on which we must wake up and face the truth. Roberts is reason that SCOTUS has not acted on election cases, others involved. And I think I got another one here. In discussing real Donald Trump's in-phone conversation on August 19th, 
Justice John Roberts stated that he would make sure that Mother Effer would never be reelected. Roberts engaged in phone conversations with Justice Stephen Breyer discussing how to work to get Trump voted out. For, a, for, a, for about a month, ladies and gentlemen, I had it made up in my own mind that somehow, some way, one of these cases, especially the Texas case that we all got upset about, was going to get to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court was going to be able to help get the ball started and help save the day. Right now, if you were to ask me where I think on that, I believe our Supreme Court is also compromised. I'm not going to say anything about Amy Coney Barrett. All I'm saying in general, I believe the Supreme Court is compromised. I really do. I really believe that. And when I'm the video I'm about to show you now um, pretty much solidifies that for me. This is, this is, I don't even know what to say about this. I'll let you guys, um, I want to know what you guys think in the chat about this video. Listen to, uh, this is a man here. I don't, he, he is a, it's a report from a staffer about Justice Roberts. And he's giving his report here about that. Listen to what he had to say about what he heard from a staffer um, about all this. Listen. Line uh, that talks, uh, uh, it was written by someone who's a current staffer uh, for one of the Supreme Court justices. And this, I'll just describe the report to you that I read, and you can make of it what you will. Um, he said that the justices, as they always do, went into a closed room to discuss you know, cases they're taking or to debate. There's no phones, no computers, no nothing. No one else is in the room except for the nine justices. It's typically very civil. Um, they usually don't hear any sound. They just debate what they're doing. But when the Texas case was brought up, he said he heard screaming through the walls as Justice Roberts and the other liberal justices were insisting that this case not be taken up. Um, and the reason, the, the words that were heard through the wall um, when Justice Thomas and Justice Alito were citing uh, Bush versus Gore from John Roberts were, I don't give up about that case. I don't want to hear about it. At that time, we didn't have riots. So what he was saying was that he was afraid of what would happen if they did the right thing. And I'm sorry, but that is moral cowardice. And, and we in the SREC, I'm an SREC member, we put those words in very specifically because the charge of the Supreme Court is to ultimately be our final arbitrator, our final line of defense for right and wrong. And they did not do their duty. So I think we should leave these words in because I want to send a strong message to them. Thank you. That was a lot to digest there. Supposedly, supposedly Roberts and Alito, or Roberts, they, don't, they didn't want to go through with this because he's afraid of riots. I want to say so many bad things right now. So many bad things, but I won't do it. I won't do it. We have been, we've had riots going on since what? Uh, March, April when they started with BLM, whenever George Floyd died. I don't remember. 
He's using the excuse as because Bush v. Gore, there was no riots then, so that we're in a little bit different situation now. Now, because if we make this decision, it's going. It might cause it might cause the rioters to riot more. They've been rioting for months. We've seen clearly Antifa, BLM. They could. They don't give a shit about Joe Biden. They're going to riot anyways. They're anti-American. They wrote on Joe Biden's coattails because they know they're going to get favorable laws, legislator, and that that further validates where they believe their government should be. A socialist communist government. But that's his excuse because of riots? So... Forget all the people, forget all of us that just feel like we're never heard. The, 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 the deck is always stacked up against us. This is, do you want to talk about disenfranchising voters and you don't, you don't have the balls to take the case because you're worried about riots? How disconnected and just, I don't even know. What do you say to that? This, I, I hope Trump saw this video. And I'm sure he's not pleased with the Supreme Court. And this is why I'm saying, and just to just to pile on, as we always like to do on this channel, big league politics, just to throw this in here, the Supreme Court, they struck down just recently, this was two days ago, they struck down another, um, another lawsuit asking for voter ID for our elections, and they just struck it down. The Supreme Court has stomped out an attempt by the state of Kansas to revive voter identification laws in another move that'll further disenfranchise Republican efforts to retain senators in Georgia. Why does the Supreme Court want to just just further make these problems even more of a problem? We have more security on our phones than our than our voting systems. We have to show ID to buy a bottle of beer, but we don't have to show it to vote. And the Supreme Court seems to be totally okay with this. Totally okay. And I really believe, I really believe what we're seeing now, it wasn't just the normies and the people that aren't red-pilled or the people that think all this is new. I think this had to be shown to us as well, the ones that have been plugged in. If you were to say two years ago, Scott, um, the Supreme Court... They're gonna. They'll. They'll follow. If you were to ask me, tell me this is the situation now. Not, not the information about the Supreme Court, but all these lawsuits are gonna go through, Scott. They're all gonna come through, and they're just gonna get thrown down. They're gonna get thrown down. They're gonna get thrown down. I would say, okay, the Supreme Court. That's what it's there for, right? They're our last line of defense, right? I never. I didn't think until a couple weeks ago that our even our Supreme Court would 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 just crumble. Under the oh we don't we don't want to get involved this is this is politics and they're caving they're caving all these people that thought Amy, Amy Coney Barrett was going to be the savior I said it myself we have to see we have to see because this right here is going to be is going to be one of the probably one of the last straws here so one of Sydney Powell's lawsuits made it. They made it to the Supreme Court. It's docketed. It doesn't mean it's been taken, but it's been docketed. Lawsuit to allow the Republican-led Michigan legislator to back the slate of GOP-approved Trump electors is now docketed. Now, if this goes through and this is approved, the Michigan 
the Michigan electors will go to Trump. And this, this suit contains revealing audit of Dominion voting machines in Antrim County. This, this is the first full-on strike for it. This contains an audit, an actual legit audit by people that I trust, people we all trust. And it's also, we'll have to see. We'll just have to see. And again, again, Michigan is in a, it's, we're in a, it's a dual slate of electors. That's the first case. This one is going to most likely determine where all the other cases go. So we're going to have to see what happens with that. But I want you guys to see this tweet here because it's so infuriating. It's so infuriating. American citizens, this is from Kyle Becker, American citizens literally have to fight the government and court to get transparency on their elections. 95% of the U.S. media is in favor of this burdensome process and declares preemptively, there is nothing to see behind the veil of secrecy. It's a corrupt and unjust process. And he retweeted here, Tom Vaughn, we are witnessing an insidious shift in our relationship with government. We have gone from the burden being on the state to, prov- to prove that the legal safeguards to prevent fraud were filed to the burden, now being on the general public to prove there was fraud. This is why I was yelling just a minute ago. Why is it falling on us to do their jobs, the FBI's jobs, our court's jobs, our judges' jobs? When did that happen? Is this part of the darkness that Q was talking about that we were going to have to walk through in order until we see, to get, until we get to the end of the tunnel here? I really believe that is the case. I really do. Because even myself thought I knew I knew enough. All these uh all these glass these glass barriers in my brain, they keep getting shattered. There this person's compromised. Supreme Court's compromised. Federal judges are compromised. Everything is political now. And if whoever wherever you land on, that's where your cases are ruled. It happened in our lawsuit with our own Google lawsuit. We found out who are who are the first person was to get our case and the first thing our lawyers tell us one of the first things was, great, it's an Obama-appointed judge. In a, in a system, in a justice system that works, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't matter, but it does matter now. And of course, our case was shot down. Of course. And I watched the case. I was, I was watching the lawyers go back and forth with the judge, and I literally saw the Obama judge coddling the YouTube lawyer and literally helping her, helping her while she, while she was trying to get whatever she was trying to get out of her papers and being completely nasty to our lawyer. Saw it. But again, this is our justice system. It's broken. It's completely broken. What, what needs to happen, guys? What needs to happen? And I know we reported on um, Arizona yesterday, Maricopa County, asking for subpoenas. And they were put through. The Maricopa Board of Supervisors took no action, just ignored it. They had legitimate subpoenas to be issued, and the Board of Supervisors just ignored it. Just like Pennsylvania ignored the Supreme Court. We're just, screw the law. We do our own thing now. The Friday deadline remains in effect tomorrow. But there's still time for them to comply. It would be foolish for them to resist. The, guys, we are we are literally facing every we are we are surrounded by enemies. We are surrounded. And I really believe this is what we needed to wake up to. Now the spygate stuff, 
Jeffrey Epstein, all that stuff, child sex trafficking, all that stuff. It's, it's all, it's all important. It's all important. But until we fix this, until we fix our system, until we fix our voting system, until we know for sure that our voting system is going to be actually electing the leaders that we want, not with big, big tech, big media, the elites, not what they want, but what we want. We have, we don't have anything. We have nothing. This, this illusion that we're living, that we live in a free country that is a, a democracy, that's all bullshit. It's all been lies. It's been fake. And now we're just realizing it. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Is anything going to change? I don't know because this was take, this is, you know, the Georgia runoff races are coming in January. This was a photo taken. This photo was taken moments ago by a poll watcher at the Congress Center in Georgia for the signature audit. This signature audit, remember Raffensperger was calling for a signature audit for, uh, I think it was Cobb County. Oh, but look, this is the vantage point. Can anyone read a signature from here to those tables? Same shit we saw in the TFCU Center, same stories we heard all across the country. Republicans held at humongous distances. You need binoculars to even get a glimpse of the paper. What is this? How is this any different than before? And it's not... And as soon as he took his phone out, they came up to him and demanded. He put his phone away and asked him if he took any pictures. He said no. He is now being told he has to leave the area if he takes his phone out at all. Nothing's changed. Literally nothing has changed. It's hard. It's hard to sit here and listen. And and I know. I I knew, guys, this was not going to be an easy episode to stomach. But all we we want, all we want here is, uh, is transparency. That's all we want. And if the Dems have nothing to hide, if no one has anything to hide, prove us wrong. Prove all of us wrong. And we would accept the outcome. If there was no no shenanigans going on behind the scenes, it would still suck that Joe Biden's would be president. But at least I would know that is what the country, the direction the country went in. Do, does anyone believe that? Absolutely not. But here's a video just talking about that transparency. That should not be political, and it's fantastic. We brought forensic experts all the way to Nevada, people that could have discovered this information, people that could have told us what happened with these machines, and we weren't allowed near them. We weren't allowed any forensic audit, audit of it. Nothing that could have given us any transparency because transparency is not political. That's what we've talked about here. That's what we were denied in Nevada is any attempt to actually find out what happened. Here's the troubling thing is one of the reasons that they said that we couldn't get transparency on this machine is because they're proprietary, proprietary. The information, the, the coding was proprietary. But we're talking about the countings of, of votes for the Office of President of the United States, and they're not going to let us see the code for how they actually coded the votes. you got to pick one. It's either open source, and we exactly know the way that, that these machines are counting the votes, or you have to go back to a verifiable system to make sure that the results that are being reported are the results that we get from actual voters because that's, that is where democracy breaks down. That is really the, the fear that we have of losing democracy is when it's not the people's votes that are being counted, but fraud that's being counted. And we can't just pretend that the emperor has any clothes when, when if he doesn't. We can't pretend that we have a clean election when there's evidence to the contrary. And the way that we get that is through transparency. And we were denied that in Nevada at every single turn. Every single turn, it feels like with every judge, everything that gets shot down, we were just completely denied of any real justice at all. 
and it's real sick. So I know let's let, can we laugh a little bit? Are you guys ready to laugh a little bit? I just have a funny video I threw in here so we can all laugh just to uh, lighten the mood up here. So we got it. And soul memes is always providing. So I always love showing her content. Again, you guys can support her here. She has a pay, PayPal Patreon teespring. I love showing her memes on, on my shows. And this one's really good. We'll check this one out. Buddy, uh, not now. Uh, can you please go back to the, to the pit? I'll come visit you in a little while. Okay. I didn't know you had elves working here. Oh. Boy, you're, you're hilarious, my friend. Does Santa know that you left the workshop? No, we're all laughing our heads off. Did you have to borrow a reindeer to get down here? Buddy, go back to the base pay. Jackweed, I get more action in a week than you've had your entire life. I've got houses in LA, Paris, and Vell. Oh. Each one of them with a 70-inch plasma screen. So I suggest you wipe that stupid smile off your face before I come over there and smack it off. Feeling strong, my friend? Call me Elf one more time. He's an angry elf. You gotta tell him, silent breed is people! Go check her out, guys. Saw meme. She's a great follow on Twitter. I love laughing, and I like making you guys laugh as well. So, quick, uh, qu- some quick hitters here just to tie up the show tonight. Um, Julian Assange here on Gateway Pundit, he called for, he formally requested a pardon from Donald Trump. I would love to see where this goes. There are so many things going on right now. I don't, I can't, it's so hard to wrap my mind. I mean, me and Matthews were just talking about it yesterday. You, we just can't, we can't cover it all. It's too much for what, for one person, even all of us, but we try to do the best job that we can. Um, but we'll have to see what happens with Julian Assange. If Julian Assange is going to get a pardon, I'm sure he's going to have to give up the goods on so many people. And he might've already had done that. He might've done that already. But it's really crazy here. I want to show you this video here from Seth Rich, actually. Seth Rich, knowing, knowing that there was election fraud back in 2016, and you wonder why this dude got murdered. You wonder why. And Julian Assange, he knows the truth about Seth Rich. He knows everything about that situation. So it's just so odd seeing these things happen and come up. So I just wanted to show you this quick video of Seth Rich talking about um, questioning the election commission about ballot integrity. Listen to this. <clears throat> Excuse me, Seth Rich with the DNC. I think, Silver, you've spoken about provisional ballots and rejected ballots. I guess we've looked at as an outside practitioner with a vested interest in training our vo- our voters, how do we get better access to data that tells us why ballots are rejected, why ballots are cast as provisional, so that we can analyze that and then develop better training guides? Can one of the election officials speak to any work you've done with either the parties or other groups on, on that type of information? Yeah, um, so from, from Denver's perspective, one thing that we do, and we do this for uh, sort of the parties or any candidates that are involved in any election, we have a secure FTP site, and we post basically who's voted and, and sort of the status, and so if they have a rejected uh, ballot, whether it's signature discrepancy or unsigned ballot, or maybe they had an undeliverable ballot. All that data is posted daily during the election, and then we actually also proactively send out, um, you know, because we have to notify the voters if there is some sort of issue with their mail ballot. We also give the parties and the campaigns the exact letter that we send to the voter. So then, when they do their follow-up and they contact the voter, they have exactly the the same wording that we send out. So there's not confusion. 
Um, so we found that actually giving more information and being more upfront with that data with the entities has been much more effective for everybody involved um, instead of sort of holding it back. So we've tried to put it out there. Um, the provisional ballots have significantly declined in Colorado. I put up some data earlier that, that shows that. And a lot of the, most of the reason for that is the voter registration modernization that we did where we eliminated the precinct regis registration deadline um, and now have same-day registration. So we've really taken care of most of the reasons that voters would vote a provisional. The other reasons are because they didn't bring the ID and it's election day and they don't want to go get it, so they vote a provisional. Um, or maybe they, didn't, they moved into Colorado after the state residency requirement, um, so potentially they might vote one there. Um, okay. I didn't watch this whole clip before the show. I threw it here. I thought Seth Rich would talk more, but I thought it was just really interesting um, that even Seth Rich back in the day when he was still alive and, and rest in peace, man, um, you are a true patriot. And I hope to God um, <clears throat> we get some justice for him and, and whoever whoever did off him gets uh, gets exposed. And just uh, one other story here. Epstein associate detailed in France on rape assault charges. Jean Locke Brunel, owner of modeling agency, is being questioned in police custody. In France, as the country's prosecutors step up a probe into the role he may have played in luring underage girls into the late Jeffrey Epstein's orbit, Paris prosecutors said Brunel has, has been held since Wednesday as part of a probe open last year. He was detained at the Paris Char uh, Charles de Gaulle airport as he was about to board a plane to D Dakar, according to a person familiar with the matter. Prosecutors say he faces charges related to rape and sexual assault on minors, sexual harassment, and human trafficking of minors for sexual exploitation. Brunel could be held for questioning for up to 96 hours, depending on what charges are pressed. Epstein-linked modeling agency claims Nordstrom Macy's as clients. And a lawyer for Brunel, who owns agency MC2 Model Management, didn't immediately respond to requests for comment. Agent... Agency France Press reported on the detention of Brunel earlier on Thursday. And the Jean-Luc Brunel, he, his name was really going around rampantly around Twitter and everywhere else I was talking when Jeffrey Epstein got, got arrested. He was the man that was essentially funneling um, underage girls, young girls, to Jeffrey Epstein out in Paris, France. And we all know that they have many interactions with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Her out in France, we saw in her depositions, all these scum are connected and it was just like the same thing um, with Jeffrey Epstein's apartment. The man who owned it, the owner of Victoria's Secret, um, pretty much gave Jeffrey Epstein his apartment. And we all know that he was also funneling girls. Because if you're, if you're best friends with the CEO of Victoria's Secret, I'm sure you have some ends on getting anybody, any up-and-coming model that might be under 18, um, to come and hang out in my really nice, uh, really nice uh, mansion here in New York. And uh, we can do whatever the hell we want and break laws and be disgusting. So... All these things are starting to come out. And it's just, it's really insane. It's really insane of what we're looking at. And as far as, uh, as far as any news, because really it's that we'll, we'll have to stay on top of that. Because anything Jeffrey Epstein um, related is definitely uh, news worthy for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen. That's as much as I could cram in. I literally, I had like two hours to put this show together today. We had a snowstorm last night, so... Had to shovel some snow, um, had some meetings with some other sponsors, and uh, it's just, it was really busy with other stuff. Then I got deplatformed off PayPal, so I had to adjust things on my store and a bunch of other things with that. So just a lot of, a lot of in real life stuff that came up today. So thank you guys. 
for hanging out with me today. I don't know what the numbers were. And I think we hit, yeah, 3,000 on DLive, 386. We are at 400 on Twitch, actually. And Pilled, we're at 350. So we've been hitting an, an average of 4,000 viewers a show um, almost every single time. And uh, it's just awesome. It's just awesome. So if you guys want to donate to the show, um, you can do it right through Cash App. That's the best way to do it right now. And before, before you guys forget, don't forget, go to WokeSocieties.com and you guys want to purchase. Yes, I just bought an ornament. Disco Daphne. I did see that come across my phone. Thank you so much for uh, ordering those ornaments. They're really, really nice. Go check out my store here at WokeSocieties.com. We have literally everything you could possibly want as far as a Christmas gift. We have the 2020 participation trophy for all of us out there that want to make a funny gift to our friends, family for thanking them and letting them know you have survived this insane year. And we have probably just another crazy year 2021 coming up. But we have the Christmas ornaments, all the woke merch, your uh, V-neck for all the ladies, hoodies, hooded T-shirts, defund the media, orange man rad, coffee mugs, glassware, these really nice high quality water bottles, Yeti style water bottles. Um, the hat that I'm wearing right now, the beanie, all the trucker hats, all that cool stuff. We even have magnets, the shifter spoon, all that good stuff. And of course, the Drunk Wise Matter Tumblr, which the ladies absolutely love. And if you guys want to become a personal sponsor of my show, you guys can sign up at wokesocieties.tv. This is cheaper than a Netflix subscription. You can do that or sign up for the entire year. And you guys can watch me when you sign up through there. You'll have access through the Roku. So you can watch me right through your Roku on TV as well. So we got all that up there. And if uh, if Thinking Patriot out there, can you drop me the link um, to your uh, to your site for your product real quick so I can plug that? Facebook does not open up on my computer because they are tracking my VPN. I don't have my my uh, or my IP address. Thank you, sir. All right. So. What I want you guys to see here real quick, I'm just helping out a, a buddy of mine. Okay, hold on here. Yes. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right. And we got that. Beautiful. So, guys, I'm just helping out a buddy here. Uh, I'm just going to plug a product. He's been a longtime friend of the show. He was at, he's been with me since I think I've had less than 500 subscribers on the channel. He's a patriot looking for some help. I'm just going to plug him real quick for a product that he sells. Uh, just to give you some background real quick on it, I'll try to go through this, just some of the things that I have here. Uh, this is pretty much a, it's called a non-invasive X39 patch. It's pretty much to help anyone feel better and it reduces anxiety, repairs DNA damage, produces anti-aging effects at a cellular level, promotes organ regeneration, does a lot of things. And my buddy here who takes it says he feels like a new man every time he tries it. So... TheLifeWave.com is, uh, this is his site here at X39, which will help him. It go, a commission goes to him on this as well. And uh, yes, he just dropped it in the, in the uh, Twitch chat. And I will also drop this in the DLive chat. So if anyone's interested in this, I will drop it in here as well for my DLive. There you go. And uh, no problem, man. No problem at all. And just uh, help a brother out. Help them out. We're always here helping Patriots out. You guys, the Woke family, are, are so strong. And I just love you all. We're all here to help each other out. So what do we got here? So tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be on with 412. I got to confirm that with him just to make sure. We're on with uh, 412. 
And let me make sure. Yeah, so I believe I am on with 412 at 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow. And then Saturday will be our regular schedule, scheduled Saturday night stream at 6 p.m. on Saturday. So you got all that here. Yeah, so I believe still doing the echo here with this crap. Hold on a second. Let me get that taken off. That's all right. Thank you guys for the lemons, the donations, the uh, the sales at the shop, guys. It's it's going a long way. Remember, I don't have PayPal anymore. That was taken off. If you're going to donate to the show, go right through Cash App. Go right through there. And if that gets taken down, we'll figure something else out. Bunch of whack-a-mole. Whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. So let's see here what we got. Let me open up the chests. Give that, distribute those rewards out to all of you. CEO of PayPal uses Adrenochrome. Uh. <laughs> Don't know if that's true or not, but who knows? Who knows? Yep, and this will lead you guys up to uh, Frank, who is going. He's uh, he's not live just yet. He should be live any minute. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock Eastern. All right, so let's hop over to DLive. J, J Murph 73, 498, S, X, Empress Keg, 498, Health World 1000 Lemons, Delona 55, 1000 Lemons, DJ, DJD 75, 1040 Lemons, KH Farmer 1492, Hot Rod 73, thank you, brother, 1900 Lemons, Mr. J, Mr. J Bill. The 2,000 Lemons. It's great to see you. It's great to see you, man. I didn't see you on Tuesday's show, so I'm glad to see you back here today. Thanks for always supporting this channel. Uh, Marnie62, 2,800 Lemons. And top contributor of the night, 2002 Patrick with 6,600 Lemons. Thank you so much, guys. You're fantastic. Oh, man. I can't believe Christmas is next Friday. And by the way, I will, I hate taking days off, but next Thursday is Christmas Eve. I will be taking Christmas Eve off. We'll be doing that. So we got all that going on. So hope you guys are, hope you guys are doing something on Christmas. Hope you're all doing. Cautious Observer says, time for the pants off, dance off. Thanks. <laughs> it's always a good time when you can take your pants off. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, somebody just bought another Christmas ornament. Beautiful. Yep, so Frank is live right now. You guys can go over there. And all that good stuff. Yeah, just keep holding the faith, guys. Keep holding the line. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. The reason why, ladies and gentlemen, I put this up here is because I really believe Trump's going to have to take some insane actions that Abe Lincoln took. He's going to have to clean out the whole system. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how people respond to that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. All right, yes, Xmas Eve with spending time with my family. Beautiful. Gonna hang out here just for another minute or two, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna hop off. I gotta go get dinner. It's dinner time. And your bra. First thing that comes off when I <laughs> DQ Kraken. Very nice.
Preppery Gardener, do you have a Venmo account? No, I don't because you want to know why? Because Venmo is a is a PayPal product and about 10 minutes after I was notified by PayPal, by the way, PayPal wouldn't even let me screenshot the message they sent me. I have a gigantic folder of everything that has done, been done to me as far as the platform and I screenshot everything. They wouldn't let me screenshot the notice and all PayPal said was they reviewed my transactions and deemed that I broke their terms of service. But just like everything else, no reason and no reasoning and uh, no does not specify what I broke. Just I did. <laughs> so Venmo is part of that. So Venmo came down shortly right after. And yes, Red Pill was also taken off today too. Do you guys do you guys realize we're on we're on somebody's list? It's it's definitely Media Matters. We know it's Media Matters. They've written articles about all, everything. Everything that we use to make money to keep our families uh, afloat during this pandemic. They're going after everything. So Venmo is part of that as well. So that's gone. Yeah, I was going to take a picture with my other with another phone, but my wife was sleeping. So and now I can't get back to it. It won't. The message just disappeared off the platform. It won't be there. But I know you guys will be there to support me to keep me doing this on a full time basis. And we're just getting the ball started. So it's going to be fun. So it's seven o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be the time I jump off here and all that good stuff. I hope you all had a great night. I will see you tomorrow with 412 and then Saturday again for our regular show. I just Tiffany Blue, go to the about section tab and go to Cash App. Even if you don't have it, you can download it. They don't they are they are a lot better company than PayPal as far as I know. Cash App is where it's at. That's where you guys can donate to the show going forward. So, and that wraps up tonight's show. So, you guys know what I'm going to say. Stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke.